Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Wow. Hello and welcome to the Abroad in Japan podcast, probably the best way of learning about life in Japan without actually being in Japan. I'm your host, Chris Broad, and we're joined, as always, by top London radio DJ and certified Japanophile, Mr. Pete Donaldson. Pete, how you doing? <laughs> I'm all right, Chris. Um, quite hilariously, although we are in the same room, which doesn't always happen when we record the Abroad in Japan podcast, um, we're miles apart from each other. There's I'm... at least two metres of... <laughs> It's but so no man's weird. Land. There's like this, like we've had a really bad falling out, and we just don't want to broadcast together. So we've uh, we've decided to pick a really long studio, big sausage um, shaped, oblong shaped um, studio, and we're so far apart. I like it. I feel like I've got a lot of good personal space. <laughs> if I want to lay down and stretch out, yeah, I can do whatever I want. You couldn't even operate your chair earlier, so I wouldn't get fancy. Shut up! <laughs> don't tell the people that I can't operate the chair. Uh, have you Sad been, Chris? Yeah. I'm good. Yeah, I'm still in the UK, Pete, but yeah. my my time is almost up. You are literally seconds away from going home, aren't you? Yeah, next week I'm off. Um, There's a voice, keeps on calling me. You probably don't remember the Littlest Hobo. To be honest, I don't, because I think it was from the 80s. I know that song Mm. from an advert. Oh. Where someone got run over. Oh. Advert for people getting run over. <laughs> Weird memory there. But before I go uh, right. back to Japan, I had a rummage through my cupboard and uh, my Steady. F- the family home right. in the car. <laughs> what was that? Was <laughs> I had a rummage Chris Broad's cupboard cupboard rummage. Well, it's not a fucking lion witch wardrobe. It wasn't going anywhere. <laughs> did you go and see Mr. Thomas? I did see Mr. Thomas. What I did find though was a book written by my students uh, when I was a teacher of J- uh, in Japan a teacher mm. of Japan a teacher of Japan <laughs> you're a teacher of Japan now really in many I ways I've moved on um, mm. but when I was teaching English the day in the weeks I left lots of students wrote nice letters and things oh. and one of the things I got is this book which I hold in my hand it says Arigato thank you Chris from the English club members of your high school that's lovely who's on the front is that Doraemon it's Doraemon the, ah. uh, the robotic futuristic cat thing for those of you that don't know type in Doraemon and you'll get a weird cat um, he's a very famous character yeah. in Japan. Is he the mascot of anything in particular? Cats. I don't know, really. I've never really known what Doraemon is or he's does. He's always on crisps. He's always yeah. on anything, anything I want to eat that's bad for me. He's always involved somehow. <laughs> he's very popular. He looks very 70s. He had that kind of anime drawing that well, was really popular in the 70s. I think he's from the 70s. Yeah, but he's yeah. a blue cat and he, he does things. But anyway, I don't know why he's on the front cover of the book, really. Mm. But it, within this book, I've got loads of messages from students. I thought I'd read a few of them out. Okay. Uh, it was a quite emotional time. You know, I'd worked at the school for three years. Mm. I'd built up a good relationship with the students and teachers. I enjoyed it. But it was time to leave after three years. Mm. And I got this book. It says, Dear Chris, hello Chris, thank you so far. It was always fun. Watch for a body. It will become big. VIP to big. Take care. <laughs> Bebe. 
from Takahashi. Wow. Uh, Bebe from Takahashi. Um, <laughs> what uh, I like. Needs, I, I can't help but think that your English teaching was not up to scratch. Well, I, t- <laughs> I don't know what that means. You will become big VIP, baby. VIP to big. VIP to big. I don't big. know what that is. It VIP like to big. My like alter ego rap. Like, I mean, you do see bars that are called VIP to big. Those, that kind of uh, kind of Japanese English. Well, the day I become the uh, the beatbox rapper I was born to be, VIP to big is the name. Nice. I like the, watch for a body, and there's a little watch. drawing of like an arm with a muscle on it. Maybe the... I don't know what that is. I were think you, were you flexing in class? Were well, you it was, showing them off your muscles. It was well known amongst the uh, the students in English club who wrote this book that right. I was a little bit overweight at the time, and I always ah. had a, a recurring joke because I, d- I don't understand how to make people laugh in Japan. Mm. All I ever did was just talk about how fat I. Was. Did you do the truffle shuffle like um, the block out of the Goonies? <laughs> truffle shuffle. You, you used to you lift up your top and and wiggle your belly a bit. I think I that's did, how it works. Did not do the truffle shuffle. I don't <laughs> think that would have gone down too well in front of the children. Uh, dear Chris, I was really taken care of for one and a half years. Many memories were possible with Chris. I love Chris. He always smiles very much. Aww. Please do your best, even if you go back to your own country. I support you. From, That's lovely. From Takeshi. I am, I'm not reading out the names of the students for privacy reasons, which means all the students are either Takahashi or Takeshi. <laughs> um, dear Chris, thank mm. you for teaching English. Chris was always interesting and was very fun when I talked. I'm lonely Chris, returning to the UK. Aww. I want to see again. Please, please stay energetic in the future. From Takahashi. <laughs> Um, Good old Takahashi and Bebe and all those ones. It was a short while, but it was fun being able to club together. I wanted to study more. Please also come <laughs> to Sakata again from Takahashi Takeshi. See, that's better. Why, is there any message in there that shows even a grasp of decent English <laughs> after <laughs> your teachings? Well... Thank you for teaching English. Right, that's one sentence. Here's a powerful message from Takeshi. Dear Chris, thank you for teaching English until now. It was fun to be able to club together. Please be stomach much more healthy in the future. (laughs) (laughs) It's just a book of of your students telling you to not eat so much shit. That's a disgrace. Uh, Thanks, kids, (laughs) you little sods. Just looking back at it, I was was expecting a kind of emotional segment of the show, ladies and gentlemen, but it's just me getting abused by some... How old were these kids? Like... 16, 17. Right, okay. Well, you know, puberty might, you know, see them off. All right? What puberty I, might make <laughs> a fat boy or a fat girl out of his. What I like is it's a, a 40 page book, mm. but there's only 10 pages <laughs> of messages. Right. Um, what does it send into there? Just dra- that, drawings of you. Well, it's just, it's just pictures of me being fat. And uh, <laughs> yeah. It's a lovely bit of work, though. That's a beautiful little. Would you call it an heirloom? Not like a, a little, a little aid de memoir of your time as a, little, a, uh, a little, old teacher. A treasure chest of memories. That's, that's lovely. A cupboard of <laughs> memories. Speaking of treasure chest, today's topic, guys. I asked you uh, on Twitter actually to mm. send in your stories of things that happened to you in Japan, strange stories and weird events, things that happened that are a bit odd. Mm. Uh, and we've got literally three hundred to four hundred. There are stories, some strange ones in we've here. We've gone through um, and had a quick. We've quickly taken out a few, and so mm. today. We're going to go through and see what happened. There's some great stories. What's the first one, Mr. Donaldson? The first one comes from uh, Reese. Thank you, Reese. Hey, guys, love the show. <laughs> stop, Reese. stop. Hey. Uh, me and my wife on our honeymoon in Tokyo last year and decided to go to uh, Sensuji. The temple. Um, Sensuji the temple. temple. Um, whilst there, we came across a strange man. 
He came up to us laughing and started repeating over and over again, Spaghetti Junction! Spaghetti Junction! I finally got it out of him that for some reason he thought we were from Spaghetti Junction in Birmingham. Um, which is just a set of roundabouts, isn't it? Spaghetti Junction. For those of you who don't know, Spaghetti Junction is just a junction of various roads in Birmingham. Yeah, very. nobody's really from Spaghetti Junction, are they? Um, yeah, I told him we went from there, so he gave me a handshake and just walked off. Strange guy. That's the most bizarre interaction I've ever heard of it's uh, an, it's anyway. a religious awakening <laughs> I love that I don't know at what point do you look at someone and go yes they're from Spaghetti Junction of Birmingham yeah well, I mean, what, it's a funny... what characteristics do you need to fulfil that criteria it's a funny well you'd need like to a big live t-shirt on a... saying I love Spaghetti, Spaghetti Junction, Junction of Birmingham I mean he took a stab and uh, I mean it is the second city it's the second city in, in England so you know well done there you go well done man who thinks that anyone can live in Spaghetti Junction <laughs> I, I, I'm going to look out for him I'm going to go mm. to Sensoji Temple and find, find Spaghetti Junction Spaghetti man. Junction San um, this next one sent in by Grizz who's been living in Japan for two years hey guys one of the craziest moments and possibly the most damaging to my health happened in April of 2018 my birthday fell on a weekend so my friends and I decided to do a bar crawl in Hiroshima we started out at a few of our favourite places and all was going well and we were in a good mood and then my friend suggested we go to this new bar that a friend told him about eager to see what kind of place it was we decided to go to it and as we approached our new destination we saw through the window that a large celebration was happening the owner of the bar welcomed us in poured us some drinks and as we were standing there and talking a large guy and his girlfriend from the big party walked up to us this guy was very drunk and he latches onto one of our friends who is an African American and asks if he likes hip hop and where he's from my friend told him he does like hip-hop and that he's from Los Angeles. The man quickly hugged my friend as he's swinging back and forth like a ragdoll and says, I love LA and hip-hop. Th- <laughs> what a great conversation. Wow. He then invites us over to his group of friends that are well-dressed in formal wear. We proceed to drink and celebrate with them singing songs and dancing. The large guy then starts freestyling and bragging about how he is the number one freestyle artist in Hiroshima and how he longs for his gang. As he is doing... <laughs> what? What does that even mean? I don't know. I long for my gang. Maybe he meant I love my gang. Either way, he longs them, he loves them. He loved it. Doesn't really matter. As he was doing this, uh, one of his friends started talking to me and tells me they're celebrating a wedding. He then asks me about my tattoos. I was wearing a short sleeve shirt, so my tattoos were visible. I tell him about them and he says he likes the artwork and he then asks me if I wanted to see his tattoos. Thinking it would be something small, I said, sure. As soon as I said okay, a smirk appeared on his face and he took off his jacket and shirt to reveal a massive torso tattoo. Wow. I told him they're amazing, and the only people I know that wear them are Yakuza, and he nodded in agreement with me. In that moment, my drunken mind started putting together all the pieces, and like Russell Crowe in A Beautiful Mind, I solved the mystery. It turned out the group was celebrating, the group we were celebrating with was a group of Yakuza members, and they were out for an after-wedding celebration. After that, we continued to drink and have fun, singing karaoke, eating, and getting into tests of toughness with arm wrestles and things, until we had to call it a night. We said our goodbyes and thank them for a fun evening to what was easily one of the craziest moments in Japan. Grizz. Grizz. Grizzer, as I like to call him. I reckon he's probably in some kind of police file. <laughs> Cavorting <laughs> around with non-members of the organised crime I mean, group, it, the Yakuza. They're, they're everywhere in Japan. I, I've, I've definitely, I walked into, a, while we were filming Journey Across Japan, we walked into a party in Kumamoto, some like a little shady bar restaurant. Mm. I just looked up. I was it was late night. There was nowhere open. I just typed in like restaurant into Google. One came up with reasonably good reviews. I went in and there was like fifty yakuza. Wow. 
and they're quite friendly but I was like oh no I've got to go and not be here yeah. like it's just too risky if they get drunk and things get out of hand like get out of hand well arm wrestle hand well, you, you could take a, a Yakuza member in an arm wrestle couldn't you oh I don't think so <laughs> have you ever had an arm wrestle in Japan uh, no, are they big on those things? They love it. Do they love it? I've, I've, there was a, there was a like mini top game. Three things to do in Japan at a bar in Shenmue. There's a mini game of that. I remember that with his arm wrestling. I wasn't it, very good at that. <laughs> I just always think that my arm's gonna snap because I've seen it happen in professional arm wrestling uh, matches. I, I don't know why it's such a big thing in Japan. I think it's just you know Japan's all about masculinity, showing yeah. off masculinity. Yeah. And uh, what better way to do that than by putting your arm against someone else's arm and what, pushing their arm? What muscles are engaged? Stop flexing your arm muscles. This is the Abroad in Japan podcast, not the Wrestle Wrestle Me podcast, the other one you do. I reckon, reckon, because of the only muscles I ever work out at the gym, I reckon I might be better than I used to be at arm wrestling. I'd like to put that to the test. Next time in Japan, let's see if you can meet... A guy, the Tojo clan. Um, hello to Neil. Yo, Neil, what's going on? Fancy an arm wrestle? Um, hey guys, I was in Kagoshima in the main shopping district, uh, district of uh, Temonkan. 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 Uh, you rarely see foreigners in this part of the country, so I send, tend to uh, stick out like a sore thumb. A Japanese guy came up and started speaking to me in very good English with almost no accent. Hello, my name is Redacted, and I am a student at Kagoshima University. Would you mind if I talked to you just a little to practice my English? Sure, I said. Okay, thanks. Bye. And that was the end of the conversation. <laughs> I mean, wow. it was just a little. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean to, to be fair, I think that's, uh, that's pretty decent, isn't it? I'd be offended if someone did that to me. What? Because they've just okay, wasted bye. valuable time resources of my life. Like, what, what is that? You wouldn't have said yes. You would have said, get out of my face. What would happen Time if you money, in, like, baby. London? Can I just talk to you in English? Just... Yeah. All right, bye. Like, what's that? Who does that? Oh, dear. God. I, I reckon it'd be brilliant to stand in Piccadilly Circus and just talk to everybody. I mean, well, shouting Spaghetti Junction. <laughs> see what people get up... See what, where people are from. Spaghetti Junction. Spaghetti Good day, Junction. lads. Good day, lads. That's uh, a message from... Uh, Story from Daniel. Uh, he says, When me and my three friends were in Japan last year, we frequented the Hub pub more hub than pub. we'd like to admit. Hub is the uh, the biggest chain of English pubs. I say English pubs lightly. It's not really. It's what Japanese people think English pubs are like. They're everywhere across Japan. Very heavy. Wherever you buy a beer, they have very thick glasses. They do. Like, if you were good glass... If, if I was going to take a well tour of glassing people as in smashing a glass into someone's face <laughs> I would definitely start in Japan because the amount of damage you could do you could murder somebody with that what I like what I like about Hub is just you go in it feels like what it's like somebody went to Japan in 1997 and went yes this is it and then went back <laughs> to Japan and just implemented that there's Wonderwall playing mm. there's pictures of the Beatles all over the world there's always soccer matches uh, being played at like one o'clock in the morning there it's, is. it's very much the embassy criticism aside though it's quite good for get a cheap, a cheap drink yeah it's great and I do lots of drinks anyway um so we went to Hub, and I think it was a mix of the sheer baffling idea of the place as well as the interesting people we met every time. That's why I liked it. Mm. But one night, we met an artist and her husband and were invited to an exhibition, her exhibition. Uh, another night, we were arm wrestling a bunch of uni students and playing a drinking game where whenever the gaijin, foreigner, yelled, Kampai! Everybody drank! But on this fateful evening, we met Crocodile Man. Oh. <laughs> I, what was the story with the person inviting them to an exhibition? Was that the end of the story? Uh, there's no more information right. than that, basically. Well, and, then, I, and then straight on a crocodile Daniel's man. Daniel's going to have to follow that up next time. Ooh. Anyway, crocodile man. Um, 
The hub was the hub pub was packed. Only a few seats were left. Uh, already, and there were many busy tables. But we figured we were already there with our discount card. We might as well grab just one drink. So we decided to sit with an old man sitting alone. Mm. Turns out he was an entrepreneur and was out for a night of drinking before he had to bid at the fish market. Never buy fish drunk. And he spoke almost perfect English. Mm. So after a bit of a chat, he leans in and says. Do you want to play a game? Intrigued and concerned and having copyright infringement on Jigsaw, we (laughs) said yes. So he reached into his bag and pulled out a crocodile dentist game. One of those big crocodile toys where you have to press down his teeth and try not to get bitten. So for the next two hours, we took turns pressing teeth, getting bitten and drinking. He even tried to wingman us with some with some girls. Ooh, Japan was cool. Thin, Thanks, guys. Daniel. Thin man, surely, rather I feel than like wingman. That was just product placement for Hub. <laughs> and, and the like, crocodile the game. So the crocodile game, um, <laughs> that is the w- one of two games you always see in Japanese bars. I have played countless rounds of the crocodile game. I'd know he pulled it out of his bag, but invariably, the hub doesn't do it, but other bars always have the crocodile game or pop-up pirate. They do actually. You just yeah. I've Why? Ju- I've just recalled like three different stories, two different times, <laughs> times in my life. Played, yeah. when I've played Pop Up Pirate and the Pop Up Pirate or the Crocodile. Is game? the Crocodile game the Crocodile game just called the Crocodile game? I don't know. Probably Crocodile, crocodile Dentist. Yeah. I don't know. Let us know in the Abroad in Japan podcast inbox, guys. Is it Crocodile Dentist? Well, you're not really a dentist. You're just pushing the teeth further into the gum. <laughs> like a Crocodile <laughs> Dentist would be. <laughs> oh dear. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Okay, I have two new obsessions that I need to share with you. Impress No Glue Press-On Mannies and Impress Press-On Falsies Lashes. Trust me, these are getting ready game changers. Both require no glue, so there is no damage to your natural nails and lashes, no mess, and no annoying dry times. Just one step and you're done. Boom. Instant Glam. Visit impressbeauty.com slash presson and use code PRESSON25 at checkout for 25% off Impress Manicure and Press-On Falsies. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. 
PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. This one comes from uh, ZJ, or ZJ, as you <coughs> Americans might call it. Um, hello, Chris Pete, a fellow UK citizen here. I traveled to Japan between October and November 2016. Uh, myself and my, fr- my friend uh, Alex went to visit Nara Dreamland and after oh. a very long trek up the mountain we arrived to find that half of the park had been torn down and there was a lot of security fencing. We walked around the perimeter of the park to see if we could uh, find a way in and sure enough we came to a really overgrown area next to a small abandoned house. A man on the bike uh, was cycling down the road when a tannoy hidden in the trees announced to us uh, of course in Japanese that any trespassers would be fined. Huh. The guy on the bike um, stopped, looked at the tannoy and then back at us and shook, it, shook his head as if to say look I know what you're doing just stay out of trouble and off, looking back at us now and then. We shrugged it off and walked down the road. When we found an unsecure part of the fencing, a white van quickly pulled up and a bald British man jumped out shouting, <laughs> don't go in, don't go in! Absolutely startling us. He said, my wife and our friend, uh, wife and her friend just got kicked out by the police. They're kicking people out right now. Don't go in, you'll get arrested. Just as he was telling us this, he, for some odd reason, collected a wooden broom that was left next to the fence, threw it in the back of his van and drove off, shouting incoherent nonsense at us. We still went in, there were no police, but I kind of want to know why he was there and what he was planning to do with that broom. That's the most... It's like the trippiest story I've ever heard. Because people do do that thing on YouTube and uh, beyond uh, and in real life, IRL, um, where they go to abandoned um, theme parks and water parks and stuff like that. It's a fascinating discipline. I do like watching those videos. And there's loads across Japan, right? Mm. I did the Haunted Tunnel thing uh, in Journey Across Japan and people always ask me to go to Nara Dreamland, which is a big theme park in Nara that's known for being abandoned, right? Ah. but I don't. There's there's so many set pieces in this story that don't really make sense. The broom um, man, the British man. Well, a bald British guy driving in a white van saying "Don't go in," mm. whilst also having a brush, a wooden broom that was left next to a fence. It sounds like ZJ has just had a dream and the, like <laughs> a, a bit of a story. We went to Narrow Dreamland, then he had a dream. Yeah, watch the bit of EastEnders, know, and a which white bits van reality, man. Yeah. Which bits reality and which bits not? It's all very strange, isn't like, it? Why would it be a British? Bald guy by now dreamland. What's going know. on why there? Is he, why is he warning people who uh, you know who are going to get themselves into trouble by getting in? What was he going to do with the broom? Sweep narrow dreamland. <laughs> God knows. Men on it. <laughs> um, hello, Chris and Pete. Hello. I'd like to share my most memorable story of travelling around Japan 2009. 2009. I had my 19th birthday backpacking in Japan, mm. and I was in Sendai backpacking alone. So I was taking myself out to a hot pot dinner. And a man walks out of his hole. <laughs> what? A man walks. <laughs> you muff that sentence up in the most enjoyable way. A man walks out of his hole in the wall bar and starts asking me where I'm from. When he finds out it's my birthday the next day, he invites me to his bar for a party when I finish dinner. I show up and it's free deep fried food on sticks, also known as kushiage, <laughs> and shochu, uh, rice wine till midnight. Sorry, potato wine because shortage made from fermented mm. potatoes. All his friends turned up and filled up the place, and when they asked me how old I was turning, I said 23, because I, don't know, I didn't know the legal drinking age, and they all seemed to be late 20s. For those of you wondering, the legal drinking age in Japan's 20, I think. I think they might have changed it, though, to 18. Oh, no, it's, def- it's 20. Right. Let's just say it's 20. 
break the rule. At midnight, uh, he broke out the free champagne, and I'm, I'm I am shit wasted. <laughs> uh, bar owner talks to my super strict hostel owner, who he happens to know, and he gets him to give me the keys so I can stay out past curfew. <laughs> Next day, hungover until six p.m., they invite me back for a second round, wow. and I show up, and all the same people come again with birthday gifts. They sing happy birthday. More free drinks and deep fried food on sticks comes out. The bar owner gives me a sexy schoolgirl uniform Whoa. and I put it on over my clothes. They bring out a cake with 23 candles. And at the end of the night, I wrote down my email so they could all keep in touch. I never heard from them again. I was told later that Japanese people don't want to be the first to establish contact in case they're intruding or being rude. Uh, and then the earthquake and tsunami happened a couple of years later, and I just hope they're all okay. Without a doubt, it was the most memorable and meaningful day I've ever had whilst travelling. The very next day, I asked a man to take my picture, and long story short, he invited me back to a cafe he owned and gave me a free meal and showed me videos and pictures of birds that visited his attic. What the fuck? <laughs> What's that? <laughs> um... He was obsessed with a hummingbird witnessed on the trip to the USA I do plan on going back soon I'm looking forward to whatever happens next time thanks Varley Varley what, now what has Varley done to warrant so much like it's like you have that wish sometimes you wish everyone in the world treated you like a friend <laughs> I've had that wish I wish yeah. it could be a superpower that everyone liked me and I could be friends with everyone it feels like Varley's actually had that wish come true because that's never happened to me or many people I know um, to just talk to someone coming out of a hole in a wall and then be invited to a, a, a birthday bash yeah, an all-expenses-paid birthday bash, and then meet a guy who has videos and pictures of birds that visit his attic. Is because Va- Varley's like for me is a second name, so I don't know whether Varley is a girl or a boy yet. Probably and a boy. Do you reckon? Because if the- it's a boy, getting give- gifted a sexy schoolgirl uniform um, is fine. But if it's a girl and you're getting invited to look at birds from an attic, it's all uh, the whole kind of like mm. the, there's a film that goes over my eyes, and I look at this in a much more cynical, weird way. But um, that's a good point, actually. Free birthday gifts, Varley. If you are that's listening, great. are you a boy or a girl? I'm quite curious now. Uh, that <laughs> said, guys in Japan do like to cross dress for a bit of a laugh, a bit of mm. fun. So a sexy schoolgirl uniform would be just the ticket. Oh, they very much enjoy uh, my but yeah, if, 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 if Farley is a girl, then it's, this does become quite sinister very quickly. <laughs> Come in my house. Look at my bird photos. I, I, There's a hummingbird I saw in the US once. It was I, amazing. I, <laughs> I cannot imagine... Um, I, it always winds me up when um, hostelry owners or hotel owners get really strict about... Um, when you're allowed to come in and when you're not allowed to come in. That winds me. Well, right they lock up. the door, don't they? Yeah, well, just, I'm going to knock on that door. I'm going to say, let me in. I'll pay could, for this. It could be worse, Pete. You could be an Airbnb in the UK and have the door not open from the inside. <laughs> That's true. See last week's podcast for that story. For more details. Or the other week. Um, Colin's come in. We've got a lot of uh, these mes- <clears throat> these messages and these um, stories. We've got a bash them. Colin says, hi, Chris and Pete. After the uh, Komomoto uh, earthquake it happened in 2016, my town organised a trip to help with a relief effort, uh, which I decided to participate in. We got up at 4 a.m., drove four hours to get all over to Kumamoto wow. uh, which at the time the organiser of the whole thing put us on standby for about an hour since it was raining quite hard and we couldn't work outside finally we were put into a van that took us to our assignment which was at the town hall the employees uh, there took us to a small closet where everything had fallen over from the quake and asked us to clean it for them uh, between the five of us it took us all of 15 minutes and then we were told there was nothing else to do so basically we drove eight hours round trip to clean a closet don't get me wrong I was happy to help people in need but I couldn't help but laugh at the whole thing uh, I do still put assisted with Kumamoto earthquake uh, relief effort on my resume though Colin <laughs> good to know Colin did his part even if it was for 15 minutes cleaning your, cleaning your broom cupboard 
lot of cu- there's a lot of cupboard chat on this uh, on this episode. I tell you what, there is, isn't there? Mm. Books in cupboards, brooms in cupboards, <laughs> brooms at the side of roads. Yeah. Um, Hey, Chris and Pete, still loving the podcast. Still loving the podcast. They haven't given up mm. hope yet. Thanks, mate. Uh, we were walking back to our hotel in Ueno in Tokyo one night when we stumbled across a man standing in what looked like a parking garage. He motioned to us to come in and he asked if we would drink... If- if, he asked us if we if we drank or were hungry. Mm. Turns out this was a small bar with six stools to sit at. We took the last two seats and attempted to walk with the other talk with the other people at the bar. As soon as we got our drinks, the guy beside us, who was well well off well off drunk, stopped us abruptly and said, "You must come pie." Which we did eagerly and attempted to talk more. Everyone loved the fact we attempted to speak in broken Japanese and they spoke pretty decent English. After finishing our drinks, the drunk guy beside us pulled out a bottle and offered to pour us something. We politely accepted and he said, Japanese shochu, very strong. We then were getting ready to drink it, but the guy stopped us yelling, Ice cream! You must ice cream! (laughs) (laughs) Ice cream! That would be a great t-shirt. You must ice cream! (laughs) We were so confused and just sat there wondering if we got ice cream with our drinks. Turns out he was... Was just trying to say we needed ice in our drink but when the barkeeper gave my friend ice the drunk man pointed at me and said with a smile you no ice drink all so I drank mine straight which was actually very tasty and then the drunk man tried to pour even more wow I'm a light drinker was already feeling a little warmed up so we finished our drinks and bought the drunk guy a whiskey to thank him and as we left everyone said goodbye to us and the drunk guy fist punched the air and yelled to us happy new year <laughs> even though it was September we have so many other great <laughs> stories but this is one of my favourites best wishes Kenny Kimball Kenny Kimball becoming Kenny Highball for the night um, that's, that's a wonderful. great story stories like that isn't I think always, my, dr- always drunk men. Well, most of my improves everything. Most of my memories in Japan do involve just meeting some strangers drunk in a bar and just befriending them. Oh, massively! Yeah, just, everyone's very chatty. Japanese people it can be a little bit hard to, you know, talk to and befriend. Mm. But then when you're in a bar and it's a kai, the doors a come drunk. crashing down. Yeah, anything can happen. It's lovely. Um, hello to who have we got here? Tom. Hello, Tom. Um, so. It was my third day as an ALT. Assistant language teacher. In Shichigahama. Shichigahama. Miyagi Prefecture. Um, And seeing as how Shichigahama uh, translates to seven beaches, I figured I should at least check out the uh, one of the uh, seven beaches in town. Naturally. I forget which one I went to, but I was walking along the beach when a group of older Japanese men called out to me in broken English and gestured uh, for me to come closer. Being new to the country and to the town, I decided I might as well mingle with some of the locals. So I walked over to them and said hello. They were clearly drunk off their asses, but they really wanted to share a drink with me. I told them I don't drink, and they were like, juice, juice, and they bought me an orange juice. So I thanked them, uh, sat down, and started talking with them in some unholy mixture of Japanese and English. Uh, they asked me loads about uh, very personal questions, including all the usual staples. What's the size of my penis? Do I own a gun? Etc. <laughs> all the usual staples, Chris. Um, I tried to respond politely and turn the conversation elsewhere, but the more I talked with them, the more I started not something. Every single one of them had elaborate sleeve tattoos. <gasps> I wasn't as familiar with uh, Japanese culture uh, back then as I am now, but I did recall uh, something about the Yakuza wearing sleeve tattoos like that, but then I thought, nah, it couldn't be. Um, a few minutes passed, and then suddenly one of the guys grabbed me by the shoulder, spun me around the face, and gave me a big thumbs up and a big smile, and said to me in English, Japanese mafia, okay. <laughs> I told them shortly thereafter that I had to go, but thank them for the uh, orange juice and send my goodbyes, uh, and they gave me a warm and friendly goodbye as well, After uh, at which point I hurriedly, but not too hurriedly, booked out of there. And that's how I wound up having the Yakuza buy me an orange juice during the first week in the country, 
Tom. I uh, love that. P.S. My penis is five. <laughs> he didn't write that. He didn't write that. <laughs> I like, we can get, only speculate. Getting orange juice on the Accuser. Is mm. there anything better? Um, well, not being asked about your penis, I imagine. I love uh, if there was any doubt that they were Yakuza from mm. the sleeve tattoos. Certainly someone turning you around and going, Japanese mafia, okay. Yeah, that's, that's very much. Uh, that's y- exactly what the Yakuza yeah, That's a pullback and reveal. <laughs> That's right, they probably were. That is, I think I, I think I've met one once, and that's pretty much what they said to me. They're not that secretive about it. <laughs> if they're a little bit drunk, they kind of see it as how cool is Cache, this? Yeah. I am the mafia. Yeah. So, so they seem to be very friendly. All these stories. I mean, <laughs> well, they seem very friendly. If yes. you meet them in a bar, they're they're, they're very friendly. From people I know who've encountered them, mm. just don't borrow money from them. Just don't borrow a loan. Yeah. And don't get imagine, on the wrong side of them. Imagine if they've got. Imagine if he's got a payback his orange juice or Tom. There was a shooting in Shinjuku in Kabukicho recently. Oh, was it? Yeah. Uh, that would have been. That, I mean, in Shinjuku as well. It's very touristy, isn't it? It is. Well, Kabukicho is super touristy. The red light district in mm. Shinjuku. And wasn't I, it? Wasn't like Kabuki Cho all uh, based around? It was called Kabuki Cho because they, they were going to make a Kabuki um, theatre and they never did it. In the well, end. I think there might have been the fifties. Yeah. But in the fifties, they were going to they were going to make one and they never did. But they still called a Kabuki Cho. Yeah, I, <laughs> I really like it. Though. It's quite sinister. Mm. Um, they've they've changed it a lot the last few years. I remember though uh, about two or three years ago I was staying I, bu- I booked a romantic hotel trip Ooh, with no. me and a girl mm. and uh, it was romantic or not it was in the middle of Kabukicho though the, ho- the hotel mm. but then there was a mafia a Yakuza shooting just outside the hotel and I was like ah, I might cancel that and yeah. I changed the hotels because of that so May. be wary if you're staying in Kabukicho mm. be careful with it. it's pretty safe um <laughs> This one's from Becca C. Oh, hi, Becca C. Hey, guys. I'm not sure if this is exactly what you're looking for. It's probably more on the funny side of stories, but here it goes. Ha-ha! On our second trip to Japan in March 2017, my husband Matt and I uh, had gotten pretty confident in our ability to ride the Tokyo trains. We attempted to hop on a train that was about to leave in order to get back to our hotel before rush hour. In our hurry, Matt stepped on the heel of my sneaker just as I was jumping into the train car, and my shoe fell off. The doors were closing, so my husband pushed me in and my shoeless foot fully into the train so we couldn't get squashed, and away we went. After accepting the reality of the situation, Matt and I decided we had to go back for my other shoe and risk eternal shame in the process. We got off at the next stop about five minutes away and hopped literally on the train back to the previous platform. When we arrived back at Lost Shoe Station, I was horrified further to find (laughs) that my shoe had fallen between the train and the platform itself and was at least five feet down on the ground beside the tracks where we could never reach it without jumping down and risking death as trains were arriving every few minutes. As it so happened, there was an attendant at Lost Shoe, Lost Shoe Station with a long-handled <laughs> grabber who was... Is that what it's called? Uh, a long-handled grabber sounds like um, a crime or a <laughs> criminal. <laughs> the old long-handled grabber. They call it the long-handled He's back. grabber. Uh, but this long-handed grabber man, long-handled <laughs> Man, man. Who, was, who was more than happy, although slightly exasperated, to pluck my lost shoe from the tracks below the platform. The poor attendant waved for an oncom- oncoming train to stop to wait for him as he grabbed the shoe before pulling it in so he wouldn't be squished as he reached down the side of the platform. After recovering my shoe, we sumimasend and arigatouzaimashtad, our gaijin selves out of there with our faces glowing like the sun in July. Becca. These things sometimes happen, Becca. See? Don't worry about it. We can all lose a shoe every honest, now and again. If this was you, if you were Becca, would you have just gone and left the shoe to die? I would have, jumped, I would have die? jumped on the tracks and went, yeah, <laughs> I don't care. I, would have been, I wouldn't have been able to face the shoe. I would have been like, fuck it, the shoe's gone. <laughs> I'd have to walk home with one shoe off and one shoe on. Where would you, I mean, ex- the problem with being in a foreign country is you wouldn't necessarily know where shoes are available. 
Well, in Japan, le- shoes are nightmare, isn't it? Because <laughs> I can't get shoes that fit in Japan. Why? Because t- you just like, saw... people in Japan don't have feet that are big. Uh, it's I, big. I bought some word. steel toe boots for a um, what's that film? Clockwork Orange, a Clockwork Orange themed um, dress up for Halloween once. Nice. You know, I love Halloween in uh, in Shibuya. I was actually in Shugu, but I left, for, some, I left some. I left some shoes there. There you go. I left some shoes Be there. Be careful that you don't have a boyfriend who kicks them off your feet next time you're getting on a train. <laughs> exactly. Um, wow, we've rattled through those stories, but I've enjoyed every last one of them. Thank you to everyone who got involved. Some great stories there. Some um, fantastic stories there. It makes me feel like my life in Japan isn't as eventful as it should be. No. Maybe I don't look back at my the things that have happened to me. I'm going to have to scrutinise my past a little bit more. <laughs> and maybe be a, little bit, a little bit more open-minded to what's going on. I think when you go somewhere on a holiday, or a trip, or a, you know, travel somewhere, you're inherently looking for adventure and things to happen. Whereas when mm. you live in Japan, it's just you know where you, you live. <laughs> you just don't want adventure. To I don't want adventure. I want peace. All I want is a little peace and quiet, as the rifles once sang. But I mean, your stories, the things you get up to, always amazes me, all the things that go on. Mm. I told you about kicking a head into a garbage bin last week, didn't I? Yeah, yeah that, was the, um, that was the pinnacle of our yeah. Abroad Japan podcast. I like to think that you... Um, <laughs> I'll show you a picture one time about me with all the heads. Um, I like to think that you will get back to um, Tokyo Haneda Airport and the first thing you do, you'll get on that little bullet, that little train into town and you'll stand on your own feet and one of your shoes will fall underneath the track you'll be like oh for crying out loud it would be have you got sparesies have you got sparesies in your uh, your, your bag yeah I do actually so that ain't gonna happen if that did happen I'd say goodbye to my lost shoe and just put on the new ones (laughs) yes Uh, keep the stories coming guys Mm. we've got we've still got quite a lot of great amazing travel stories to get through in further podcasts but we do have Valentine's Day coming up and we do want to dedicate the podcast to love and romance (laughs) (laughs) what did you say what did you just say I said fucking Chris excellent Um, so if you have any stories about romance in Japan um, or Valentine's Day or White Day send them in to Abroad in Japan podcast mm. at gmail.com and they'll probably feature in the podcast oh yeah White Day is like a month after isn't it it is ah so where the men have to give the women stuff correct Valentine's Day women buy stuff for hang on yes, yes. that way isn't it yeah, women it buy is, stuff yeah. for guys on Valentine's Day guys buy get stuff for girls on white day it, it must be our one year anniversary Chris soon doing this podcast shit yeah, I think when was the to. first podcast February 28th 20 February 20th, 20th. Yeah. February 20th. might be actually on when the show comes I've done out one year anniversary out. special super duper episode ooh la la but for now guys that's it we'll be back same time next week no matter where you might be out there in the big wide world thanks for joining us on the Braun Band podcast have a great week we'll see you next week fucking <laughs> Reefless boy. Come on. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.